What's up everyone, welcome back to Contractor Growth Network. I'm Logan Schinholster and today I'm gonna to be talking all about five things that you can do right now if you're feeling lazy or five things that you can do in the future when you get to that point where you're just tired and you wanna do nothing. So stick with it and I'll walk you through each one of the five steps. They're all extremely tangible, all simple to do. You just gotta do them. Let's get started. So here's why I'm talking about this topic because there's this idea and it's not even an idea. I don't know why I called it an idea. There is this very, very real thing called burnout. I think I did a YouTube video all about it or talked all about it, but pretty much it happens, especially when you're a small business owner and you're the only one, right? Solopreneurs are like, make up like something stupid, like 80, 90% of small businesses out there. And it's extremely lonely, right? That's why you're probably listening to this podcast right now because you're just sitting there in your truck, you're driving around somewhere, you're by yourself. And it's unfortunate because you want someone else there with you. You want to have a partner, you want to have a buddy to kind of talk with, but unfortunately that's not always the case. And when you're lonely, it's loneliness breeds um, laziness is like the best way to say it, right? Here's what I mean. Think about it, you're at the gym, all right? You're at the gym, you do a bunch of, you know, you work out on your own, scale of one to 10, how hard did you push it, right? Like, there's only a certain level that you can push yourself when you're not in a group setting. If you've ever done a group class before, you push yourself. There's other people all around you, you're doing all the stuff that you should be doing, but I mean, just from my own perspective, the amount of times that I've set out to go run five miles, and I get three miles in and I'm like, this sucks. I'm gonna go home. Or, you know, you set out for, for five miles, then you get a mile and a half in, and then you go, well, let me walk the next half. You know, so like whatever it is, it's just so easy to really get tired and distracted and not want to do the stuff that you want to do. So I'm gonna walk you through five things that I do when it comes time to doing the stuff that I know I should be doing, that once I get it done, I'll feel way happier. But at the time, I'm just I'm just tired, right? I'm lazy, I don't wanna do it, it's natural, but here's the five things that I do to get over that hump to get it done so I know I'll go to bed and I'm like, all right, thank God I got that thing done, all right? So the very first thing that I'm gonna do is I record a video about something that I really like to talk about, and here's why. There's about five or six things that I think every single person in the world can just talk about all day long. What is it in your world? Think about that. For me, I like I really like when I first started this business of marketing and advertising, I liked it, but I really like the business side of things. But the more that I get into it, the more that I see like how cool this stuff is. Meaning it's think of the, the game of sales, which for a lot of people is fun. For me, I absolutely love the game of sales. And that's what marketing really is, is it's this game of selling online. Well, I could talk about the different aspects of that all day long. You wanna talk about a buyer's process, meaning what, at what stage are people buying, how do you get somebody to buy, um, things like that. I can talk about that all the time. I can also talk about just mindset of, of running a business. So pretty much there's like f several different things that in each one of those topics that I can just rattle off at any time. If I wake up in the morning and I'm exhausted and you know, like my girlfriend, like she rolled over and she was like, hey, Logan, 
tell me about the buyer's process. Boom, 20 minutes later, I'm, I'm not even halfway done. So think about those topics that you absolutely love and record a video about that because content is everything. You're building trust, you're building value, and when you do this vi uh, via video form, it goes a lot further. And when you're tired, the last thing you wanna do is sit there and record a video about something you don't care about. But if it's something that you can talk about all the time, and it could even be something that's irrelevant to your industry. Let's say you're a home builder, right? And you love talking about your family, shoot a video all about how your business translates into your family. Because there's somebody out there, a prospect, who is very family oriented as well, that because you talked about that, you just struck a chord with them and it helps. So think of, just write down those topics that no matter what situation you're in, whether you're exhausted, you're drunk, you're you know, just got done with a workout and you're tired, you can always pop off a conversation about it and just, it's almost more of a rant. Record a video on that because then you can take that, post it online and to you, it doesn't really feel like work. It just feels like you just talked about your favorite topic and you're done. So that's the very first thing that um, I like to do is I just talk about my favorite topic. All right, now the second thing that I like to do is I like to call one of my favorite customers. And let me walk you through this. When you're a business owner, or and especially in the contracting world, you're supposed to be macho, right? Like you're supposed to have this bravado that you've got everything under control, you're this, you're that, but in reality, again, it's, I mean, there's a lot of very lonely people out there and this stuff is tough, right? But everybody perceives you, or, or not even really, but you perceive yourself as I have to put on this facade that everything's okay. I think it's like, the top two uh, universities out there that have like the highest suicide rate is like Harvard and Princeton, right? Not to go super morbid, but those are the schools when you look at these kids, you think, man, they're so smart. They've got their stuff together. They're on the right path. Why are they so upset? But you realize that they kind of take that role on themselves. Hey, look, I'm at Harvard. Hey, look, I'm at Princeton. I'm at Yale. I have to have this facade that, that my life is good. I'm doing this, I'm doing that, everything is set. And that's why there's so much pressure that they put on themselves and they end up just losing it. And that's how the business world is too, where you put all this pressure on yourself that everything is always okay. I do this all the time. You know, I come home from work, girlfriend Audrey goes, how was work? Oh, you know, it was good. Would you tell me otherwise? I'm like, yeah, I would. She's like, no, you wouldn't. Yes, I would. No, I would. No, you wouldn't. So it, it's just easier because there's this notion that I don't want to complain. Like, I hate complaining. There's even a quote that uh, Stephen Hawking, of all people, says is, uh, when you complain, nobody wants to help you. It's totally true, right? If, if all you do is complain, nobody wants to help you. But sometimes you just need to have like a bit of a boost. And sometimes complaining to somebody or venting to somebody really helps. But... Sometimes you can't do that. Who are you gonna to complain to? And after a certain point, it's too much. So I go the opposite. I just call a favorite past customer. And here's why I do that. I call them up and all I do is check in. Hey, how, how's everything going? Talk to me about business. It does two things. One, it reminds me why they hired me and why they like me and why we're, we have a good relationship together. Because it's just, it's, it's easy, it's fun, we banter, we joke about life, we joke about business, that kind of stuff, and it always puts me in a good mood. 
But on the flip side, here's what it's also doing. It's just building a stronger relationship between the two of us. Because if something needs to happen in their world as far as marketing goes, I'm already on the phone with them. That's a good in. And second, the more that I strengthen the relationship with them, the more of an evangelist they're gonna be for the business. Right, so just imagine the most supportive, the happiest customer you have out there. If you're feeling tired and you don't wanna do anything, just call them. It'll put you in a good mood and it should motivate you because it'll remind you, you know, hey, look, like you do a good job. This is the stuff that you're doing that this person appreciates and it might get you out of that little funk or little slump to wanna actually continue to do more. So number two is call your favorite past customer and just, Check in, how's life? There you go. Number three, this is kind of a tougher one to do. It's actually to reverse engineer a to-do. And here's what I mean. You probably have a list of all these things that need to get done. Some of them you're super excited for, some of them you're, you're dreading, right? Let's say reconciling your books. I don't know how many people get totally stoked to reconcile their books, right? But it has to get done. What are you gonna do if, if your books are off, right? What if you know, your QuickBooks says that you made you know, 50 grand in profit, but your bank account only shows that you're, you have 20 grand in there? That's a big issue and it has to get done, but nobody's like, oh, tomorrow's gonna be the day, cannot freaking wait, gonna reconcile these books. It just doesn't happen. So that is when if you reverse engineer the process, it doesn't make it seem so daunting. In college, I remember that when there was so much stuff to do. You had finals coming up, you had to do projects, you had to do this, you had to do that. You, it was so overwhelming that, you know what I would do is I would just lay down and take a nap. And guess what I got accomplished? Nothing, not a single thing, which is ironic because the, the next thing I'm gonna talk to you about is kind of related to that, but reverse engineer something because when you break it down into bite-sized pieces, it makes it so much easier. It shows you, hey, this is actually a little bit more actionable. Right, but like, if you sit there and you go, okay, I gotta reconcile my books, it's gonna take me five hours, that's a bit daunting. But if you literally break down each step of the process, okay, like, you know, first I gotta print out the uh, actual like bank statement, that's the first thing, great, write that down. Then the next thing that I'm gonna do is I'm gonna start to compare and contrast the two, right, great, write that. So like what you're doing is, even if you don't reconcile all the books, if all you do is you print out the bank statement, well that's like a step closer to what you need to do. So I'm not saying tackle everything at once, but when you actually break stuff down into little bite-sized pieces, even if you don't get it all done at the same time, you're at least one more step a little bit further along. So it's way easier to handle anything when you're able to like actually understand each step of the process and see it visually. I know you've got it in your head. You've probably reconciled the books tons of times, but when you actually write it down and you see the process, it's, it's easier. And here's the best part. When you actually write this process down, guess what you can do? You can hand this process off to somebody and outsource it. Crazy, right? So when you're actually able to write down each one of these things that you may not want to do, you can go off and find an admin assistant to reconcile the books. Yes, you should be having a bookkeeper or an accountant do this stuff, but if you can't afford it or you don't want to pay somebody to do it or whatever that is, if you write these processes down of all the stuff you don't want to do, find somebody to do them for you. 
right? Because it's gonna be a weight off your shoulders. It's gonna cost you a little bit of money, but think about all the time that you're spending doing these things that you really don't wanna do when you're feeling lazy and replace that with something that you do wanna do. It's gonna make it way easier. All right, so reverse engineer everything and just write the stuff down. Number four, kind of going off that nap, take a break, drink a coffee, okay? This is one of the easiest things to do. And this is, if you, I, you've probably heard about it, but like Google, Facebook, all these West Coast um, internet tech companies, they have like these sleep pods. I think Japan even has it where it's like, if, if they see you sleeping at your desk, they assume that it's because you're working so hard that you just worked yourself into a slumber. So that's very real. I know for me, it's tough, especially if I'm in the, in the middle of a workday, to take a nap. Because what generally happens is once I take a nap, I, I can't do that 20 minute power nap. I wish I could, I can't. And I know myself because when I sit down or lay down to take a nap, I'm out for three hours. And then at that point, imagine taking a nap from noon until three and then waking up and doing more work. Like I just, I can't do it. So if you're able to, power naps are big. Get out, you know, let's say, or if you work in an office, go take a lap. Like if it's on a Saturday and you're just doing paperwork all day, go on a walk, take a break, go get coffee. Something that just kind of breaks up your day. It's simple, it's quick. Um, I've even been reading, like I read in this book, um, talks about like the different sleep cycles that some people have, right? And like the most common one is you probably have it is you just sleep most, you know, through the night. You get eight hours in the night, right? Then the next type of sleep cycle is you'd get like six hours in the night, but you take like a 30 minute nap or a 20 minute nap in the daytime. Then the next one, something like you take a, you know, you sleep four hours each night, but then you take two 30 minute naps during the daytime. And then the last one, something like every, it was like every three hours you take like a half an hour nap or something like that. So it all equates to, you know, relatively similar amounts of time where it's, you know, you're going to get anywhere between like five and eight hours of sleep, but it's just when you break that up and it's kind of tough to run a business if you're sleeping every, you know, for a half an hour, every three hours or whatever that, that amount is. But by taking these little breaks can really help. Um, I know what a lot of people say is if you are gonna take one of these naps, drink a cup of coffee beforehand, lay down for 20 minutes, and then by the time that you are waking up from your nap, you're, you're good. Like you've got uh, caffeine in you, the caffeine is, is waking you up, so it's one, a more natural time to wake up, but also two, it's just like you're more ready to go. You don't feel sluggish. So taking a break, taking a lap is totally good to go. Just make sure you're taking these periodically and both just spread out throughout the day, throughout the week, but also throughout the year. Like that's, I had another video that I talked all about having little vacation days or vacation time where you just need to reset, okay? Because if you just continue to work yourself over and over and over, it's not gonna do anybody any good. So take these little breaks throughout the day. And very last but not least is uh, a concept called 54321. What this is, you just, after five seconds, if there's something that you don't wanna do, your brain will start to talk yourself out of it. So if you five, four, three, two, one, and that just means just count five, four, three, two, one, let's go. And that's kinda like, I used to do this actually back in, uh, in college and back when I was single, you see a girl at the bar and I'd be like, well, 
you know, and you start to play those reasons in your head of, well, I'm going to walk up, I'm going to say this, she's going to say that, I'm going to say this, she's going to say that, I'm going to say this, and it's going to get nowhere. But if you just sit there and it's almost, I used to just say like, it's kind of like the hold my beer or like F it, let's just go. When you five, four, three, two, one, it, it, it makes you go up and talk to that person at the bar because once you start to move over there, there's no going back. But if you sit there and play all these mind games about why you don't want to do something or, or what the outcome is going to be and how it's not favorable, you're going to be SOL. So if you don't want to call back that problem customer, right? If you just go, all right, let me just call them back. Five, four, three, two, one, hit send. And you're already calling. What do you do? Let it ring twice and then hang up? Count to five backwards and just do that one task. If you wait longer, if you go, all right, I'm gonna do this in 10 seconds, you're not gonna do it because by second six, you're already starting to talk yourself out of it. So make sure that it's five seconds, it's quick, it's kind of like that hold my beer type moment, you know, and then you call them up. All right, so those are the five things that I either love to do to get back on track or know other people that do them that work. So going back over that, number one, just pick that favorite topic of video to talk about. I would totally suggest writing this stuff down because if you're ever like, what was that topic again? Like I know as soon as I start talking about it, I can go off, you know, you'll have it right there. Shoot the videos for it, put it up online, get it out there for the quote unquote like prospect ecosystem to see, it's way easier. All right, two is gonna be call your favorite customers. All right, or call a favorite customer and just talk to them. Reconnect, chat about life, you know, have fun. Like that's really what it's all about. And it's gonna remind you why you're in this business. And it's gonna reinvigorate you and, and go from there. Um, number three is gonna be reverse engineer the to-dos. Just pick a couple things that you don't wanna do or pick one thing that you don't wanna do and just talk about the entire process. So that way you know you can break it all down. And even if it doesn't get done that exact day, you can just kinda start inching your way towards it or outsource it, hire somebody else to do it. And that's one more thing off your plate. Super easy, right? Four is gonna be take a break, get some coffee, do whatever it is to reset mentally. Um, stretching is also big, like a lot of people carry stress in their hips. Do a lunge stretch, right? Do a pigeon stretch, something that just kind of releases the tension and it helps a lot. And last but not least, five, four, three, two, one it, right? That I wanna sit here and make this podcast, kind of, but if I didn't, I would just go screw it. Let me just start setting the camera up. Let me start getting the microphones all ready. And by the time I've already started and I start speaking into this, I can't stop, right? But if I sit there and try to think of all the reasons why I'm gonna talk myself out of this, then I'm not gonna end up doing it. So understand that being lazy sometimes, it's okay. It's natural. Nobody can go, 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 go. Even the best, like, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, He's, if you know who he is, he looks like he's always moving and he's just got like the energy of like a 14 year old boy. He takes weekends off. He takes six weeks of the year off. So even he has these little breaks here and there. Elon Musk, that dude's crazy. He's gotta take a break every so often, right? Like I know he works a consistent 80 hours a week, but there's gotta be times that he doesn't because like it's just physically impossible. And let's say even if he doesn't, there's nobody else like him. So you just have to understand that that's just not going to be you, right? Because it's a very unique situation like that. So taking little breaks here and there are good to go. And being lazy is good to go because sometimes you just need that. So I hope that helps. Do me a favor. If you thought this was a good podcast, just 
let me know in the reviews, you know, hey, this was solid. Hey, didn't really like this. Hey, bring on a guest next time. Something like that. So that way I, I know where are we going with this, all right? Everyone, five ways to get over laziness today. Go out, make something happen. Thank you.